Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening world, and welcome to A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. I am your host, Austin Varvel, and for today's episode, I wanted to share an episode that will hopefully, more than anything, leave you empowered, leave you energized, but most importantly, leave you reflective. For this episode, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little deeper, and it's going to require us to be a little more vulnerable with ourselves as well as those around us. Now, when I say these things, know that they are coming from a place of love, know that they are coming from a place of a desire to see you grow, and it's also coming from a place of personal experience and experiences that have helped further enlighten the things that I'm going to talk about. I know it sounds super scary and daunting. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's not that crazy, I promise. Well, it could be. But, you know, first I want to start with accountability. And that word accountability, just for some people, it could even be a trigger word, right? Because they may have had people in their life that weren't accountable. They may, we may have people that do not like to be held accountable for whatever reason, right? This this word can sometimes be tougher triggering. Now, I'm going to add another word in front of it, self. So today I want to talk about, first and foremost, self-accountability. And self-accountability, you know, I think is one of the most constructive things that we could do in life as we continue to grow, expand, and truly do our best to be and seek the highest versions of ourselves. Self-accountability requires a vulnerability not only to others, but to, most importantly, yourself. And it sometimes requires us to admit and accept a truth that we have spent years fighting or years denying. Self-accountability is something that requires us to look at the darker versions of ourselves and really ask the question, is that who we wish to continue to be? Are those behaviors the ones we can wish to continue to have? Are the people around us or the way that we are treated by people or the way that we treat people the way that we want to continue our life going forward? And those questions are tough, right? And there's there's several layers that go into self-accountability, but I think that the most important one for me especially is acceptance and I find that acceptance is so important because when you're faced with something that for example someone who's a narcissist who don't wants who doesn't no longer wants to be a narcissist they have to face the fact that they're a narcissist and then they have to reflect and assess all of their behaviors and patterns the way they talk the way they treat people the way they move and act to see what of those behaviors falls into the category of narcissism. Then go and understand where that comes from, why that is there, and do the necessary steps of healing to be able to heal that inner wound within them so that they stop inflicting that same pain they feel onto others. So by no means is it an easy feat. However, it is a necessary one. And by the end of this episode, I really 
my my goal with this is to truly empower you to not only be hold yourself accountable but also create boundaries within yourself and for yourself that not only are a reflection of your self-accountability but also will hopefully trigger reflections of self-accountability in others so starting with once again acceptance right and acceptance can be many things and it can be brought on by many different ways if you're someone like me i have never liked being told what to do i have never liked being told about myself i have been in a position where i have always been the head of something whether it's the head of household the head of my team the head of leadership regardless of what it is and because of that i've done my best to in that realm be open to feedback, be open to critical feedback, right? And be open to my weaknesses and do my best to strengthen them. However, not in all of my aspects have I, or aspects of life, we'll say, in my relationships. And I'm not meaning just work. I'm talking platonic relationship or uh, romantic, whatever relationship it may be. Sometimes it becomes tough to have tough conversations, whether it's about yourself or the people around you, specifically when it's about yourself. And for me, you know, I've spent a lot of time working on myself and reflecting. And, you know, I feel like there kind of gets to a point to where we kind of end up in this plateau, right? Where we're like, okay, things are cool. And then something else comes up and it's like, oh my God, it did everything I do for these last couple of years mean nothing because this is still here. No. First and foremost, that's not what it means. But what it does mean is that, once again, we are forever unfolding. And the things within us are going to continue to come out. But that darkness is being shown so that we can shed light upon it and heal it and integrate it. So a really big step for me came acceptance. Accepting when it came to being shown things that I need to hold myself accountable for. Whether that be having to reschedule appointments, reschedule meetings, not following through in the moment for things that my team asks, not following through in the moment or keeping my word for things that I've said, right? Like I'm human and I have no problem admitting or saying that there are times where I've fallen from the path and slipped from it. I've made mistakes and, you know, I moved out of not the best energy, right? Because me someone that I have, I'm not, I've never been when I was younger. I I had a lot of confrontation in my life. So, you know, part of being held self accountable, especially to yourself is there's a bit of confrontation, right? Within yourself, even having that, that inner conversation of like, no, this is wrong. And for me, I grew up seeing confrontation every day of my life. So this was something that was very hard for me to even have in conversations with myself in reflection, in meditation, in journaling, let alone with others. So when it came up with others, I often shut down and I was like, no, this isn't like, I need to do this on my own. I'm much better with this on my own. When in actuality, you know, I find that the universe sends people in our lives to bring forth and shed light on things that we may not have realized, but are reflections of ourselves within ourselves. Now, by that, I mean, people enter our lives and they are mirrors 
of our energy, our aspects, some some form of us is a mirror. There's some reason why we are attracted to people, right? And the people we have really strong connections with, they typically are a stronger mirror. So that can be a good mirror or a bad mirror. The bad mirror is the one that shows you all of the dark things, but encourages you to engage in those things, to continue to be toxic, to continue to encourage that negative behavior. The good ones, they reflect to you better versions of yourself and it may not be like a whole better person but certain aspects right like you could attract someone who is more consistent in going to the gym or more consistent in eating healthier or more consistent in reading right and that might be that little oomph that you need to be able to hold yourself more accountable and continue in those behaviors like you started it but like you need that little oomph to really keep you going now when it comes to that acceptance, right, it can be tough because oftentimes the universe will send people to convey a message to us that we may not want to hear, to convey a message to us that we may not think that we're ready for or that we may think that we've already healed from, right? Like the one thing that I love to hear people say, especially, and even myself sometimes, is that, oh, I've already healed from that. Well, if you did, you wouldn't be so triggered and upset by it, right? So clearly you haven't. So, you know, when people have these conversations with me, when I am faced with confrontation and I was when I was used to, right, I used to just shut down. And over time, I've gotten much better, right? Whether through it be conversations at work and my leadership, whether it be through conversations with friends and family and spouses, you know, people that, um, you know, at the time I was in relationships with, whatever it may have been, over time, I've gotten better with it. And on this journey we continue to be revealed things that need healing that need that light right those parts of darkness within us that needs to continue to have that light shown and one of the best ways is truly through self-accountability but like i said sometimes we need that external helper force to show us what needs to change and it's completely once again up to us to change it but once again, that comes the self-accountability of reflecting on whether we truly wish to stay in the current vibration that we're in or whether we choose to evolve and level up, right, and move forward. So, you know, once again, I and, and the term is self-accountability. And by all means, once again, you're holding yourself accountable. However, because we are social beings and because truly nothing great can be done alone, we have people in our lives that help show us, help mirror and reflect to us certain things that we need to be more accountable to ourselves for, that we need to strengthen our accountability towards. Now, once again, this can be a tough pill to swallow, right? Like, say, for example, there is someone who does a lot of cheating and they've done a lot of cheating in their life and they're with someone who does it right back to them and now they're faced with that once again taste of their own medicine right and then it gets to a point to where both of them or yeah both of them are feeling pain by the cheating because they do it to each other and then they sit down and talk about it that can be a very tough conversation of like look i've done this to you you've done this to me where does this come from why do we think this is okay where does that hurt come from because then you have to go deeper into your childhood trauma. You have to go deeper into your own skeletons as well as encourage and support the other to be there in that situation as well. Even if you're just doing it by yourself, 
right? And you're at work and someone has a tough conversation with you. Say, for example, you are someone who phrases and comes off with your information or conveys information in a bit more of a direct tone. So people take you as aggressive. And you don't see it as aggressive because it's just what you've known your whole life. It's how your family talks. It's how you were raised to talk. It's how people around you talk. So you just think that this is a normal. However, it takes someone at work to bring up the fact that like, hey, you, I don't like the way you're talking to me. I, there's other people that don't like the way you talk to them. And it's aggressive. It's, it's intimidating, right? So for you, first and foremost, especially if you're in a leadership position, that can, that can be a shock and that can be an initial hit to your ego because, you know, you could be thinking you're doing all the right things, but this comes up. And because in your frame of mindset, you see everything is okay because it's an awareness of what you're familiar with. Something unfamiliar comes in and gives you a piece of information that conflicts with your natural schema. So now you have the choice to either rework that and rewire it or to do something completely different. And that choice is entirely up to you. Or you can ignore the feedback that's given and stay in the current position that you're in and play it out and be stubborn, right? That's ultimately what it is. It's just a stubbornness within and a lack of desire to grow and evolve. So this external source brought about a reflection within you that is now causing you to reflect and is now causing you to make a choice of self-accountability. Now, we know, right, if we look at this from the outside in, obviously the person should make sure that they are reflecting on how they talk to others, change the way they talk to others, you know, and, and make their approach softer. But for them, maybe this is something that they've, this is the only thing they've known. And if they try to talk softer, they feel as though they will be walked over or their word or authority won't be respected, right? Like there, there's people who never had a voice when they were younger. So when they get a voice, they have to yell because they never knew how to speak. I think that's the best way to explain it, right? Because when you don't have a voice and you're not allowed to talk and all you're shown is yelling, you're going to yell. But yelling never conveys the actual message. So you were never taught to speak, to effectively communicate and get your point across without having to raise your tone. You just speak effectively. So that could and then cause someone to say, okay, so let's play this out, right? If they wanted to do better, they need to reflect on how they approach people, where that comes from what the process is for unlearning that maybe getting a book on how to you know learn how to talk to others maybe getting a book on emotional intelligence um it could be you know maybe taking speech classes or you know uh communication classes there's so many different ways and outlets right so once again reinforcing the fact that someone does or should want to change and be better however we see people each and every day who don't who are given that feedback and they see it as a threat or they see it as pain or they see it as someone being jealous or intimidated or afraid by them, right? Some people even like that hearing those types of things because it just continues to stroke their ego. Self-accountability requires us to truly own everything that we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. But it is also the most 
powerful and incredible catalyst for turning that bad and ugly into good and beautiful. Because you see, when we're able to face our shadows, when we're able to face our darkness, when we're able to face our negativity, look it in the eye and say, I know where this comes from. I am not going to allow this wound in me to cause wounds in others anymore. I am going to heal this within me so that I do not cause pain to others. There is once again such an empowering phrase, right? It's it's a lot of I am going to or I am doing this. It is for the betterment, right? of others and for the betterment of other people so we can clearly see that once again you know that that self accountability really creates and can create that catalyst for others and for once again that betterment of other people and we can see how that phrase in and of itself can be empowering it can be supportive now once we've accepted right and really seen those things and face them and once again I, I by my no means want to say that this is a smaller short process this is probably one of the most important processes and parts of it right because first we you know you identify the behavior right we can identify the behavior and see what it is then we can address it right address it out in the open talk about it write it out just just somehow create that facing of it for the individual then comes the acceptance right seeing what it is accepting it but then comes the change and the change is where i think true self-accountability comes in because the change requires consistency and the consistency can only be there from a desire to truly wish to do it now by no means do I mean when I say that, you know, people have a desire to change, but they truly don't, so they never wanted to. That's not it at all. What I'm saying is, is that in order to hold yourself accountable, you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone completely and entirely. Imagine your comfort zone is an island and you need to swim to the actual like continent landmass if you will to be able to grow and expand and be the best that you can be well you've only known this little island and in order to get there you're gonna have to swim you have to paddle you have to prepare you have to make sure you have the tools that you need to be able to get there well it's the same exact way when we're going through processes of holding ourselves accountable and creating change we have to understand processes, methods, modalities to change our behavior. We have to read and learn and research and make consistent conscious efforts to change our behavior. However, one of the best things that I love about the human experience and about the human mind is the fact that it often works very much like a muscle. Now, granted, outside of, you know, extremely traumatic events, whether they be good or bad, Right, because trauma can be something great like winning the lotto and it can be as something as bad as, you know, having to suffer the loss of a friend or relative or someone that you know. 
However, outside of those experiences, typically in order to change the mind, we have to work it out, right? And that requires consistency and discipline. And I think that there is no greater way to truly teach yourself discipline and have that restraint than to hold yourself accountable because that is what discipline is. That is what consistency is, right? Like they go hand in hand. If you're holding yourself accountable to something, you're being consistent with it. You are being disciplined enough to change the behavior, to add the behavior, to adjust or edit or modify the behavior, to do whatever you need to do to become better, right? That's ultimately what it comes down to. And, you know, when you're able to have that change, it does take time, but over time, it becomes easier and easier, right? Like someone who, once again, has trouble communicating themselves to others and often talks aggressively, the more that they learn about different ways to communicate, the more that they practice having different approaches to different kinds of people, they become almost a master at communicating at all forms of people because they continue to practice it. They continue to learn. They continue to grow. They are consistent in their practices and desire for change, right? They want to be better. So they are doing the work that is necessary to do so. Now for us on the individual level, once again, let's go back to that narcissist. This individual now in order to create the change more, more than likely we'll need to go to therapy. Let, let's start there. And, and uh, once again, first and foremost, before anything, I want to encourage the importance and presence of therapy for anyone who has had a life of toxic behavior, whether that be the one giving the toxic behavior or receiving it, right? Because I think that therapy can help us unlock and see things through a different lens and perspective. Now, what I will say is that, you know, find the therapist and the therapy practice that works best for you because it's not a cookie cutter model. And this is some coming from someone who I did go to school for psychology and I do have a degree in it and I can clearly, and, and I have gone through therapy as well. Um, and I've gone and worked with a couple of therapists and I can say that not everyone is the same. And I was grateful enough to find a therapist that I was very connected to, that I clicked with very well and helped bring light things to me through my trauma or about my childhood that made sense to me. Right? They, she communicated it to me in a way that it clicked. So, you know, it's once again, not a cookie cutter model, but that person now will go to therapy. That person will now also do practices or things to make sure that that behavior does not continue right so say for example it's gaslighting and especially if they're still with their spouse this can be this can be a very tough time for both them and the spouse right so i think that that decision needs to be made too of both people of like do i do i want to be on this journey with you because it can take time and i think that that's once again where you hold yourself accountable and make that conscious decision to what do what's best for you both being the person who's the narcissist and being the person that's in the the relationship with the narcissist so i say that to say there's going to have to be practices. We're going to have to have behavior. There's going to have to be, once again, if someone wants to stop themselves from gaslighting, they're going to have to go into their childhood and understand where the gaslighting came from, right? Did they witness arguments with their parents? Were they gaslit by their parents or by spouses that they had in their past, right? And something also to note is that 
this is where it gets tricky, right? Is because some traumas and some behaviors that we have are actually embedded in our DNA. So they may not come from our parents, they may come from our grandparents. And I encourage each and every one of you to look into DNA trauma or like like traumatic uh, traumatic experiences within our DNA genome. Um, it's fascinating. It really, truly is. There's an incredible book. I can't remember the author now, but um, it's called It Didn't Start With You. I'm almost positive it didn't start with you or it, it doesn't start with you. Um, and it talks about generational trauma that's passed down from people um, from generation to generation with case studies as well. So I say that to say, you know, it, it can take a lot of time depending on what change is required, right? It could be something as simple as changing the way that you talk to others. It can be as something as drastic as changing your entire outlook on life and how you deal and interact with people, right? Whether it be romantically or platonically. Regardless of which, self-accountability is at the essence of all of those things. It's, it's the essence of that true desire to change. And once again, that change can only be done through that consistency and discipline. Now, I want to talk about why self-accountability is so important because, you know, when we do not hold ourselves accountable, we often make ourselves the victim. We often blame our issues and our problems on others. And I'm not talking about our traumas. Our traumas are very real. They're very valid. They very much happened. But there gets to a point in time in life where you have to take responsibility for your for where you are. Right. So. If we're in life and we're at a job we hate with a person we don't like in a, in a home we don't like, all of these different things, there comes a time where you have to look in the mirror and say, why, why are you doing this? Why are you allowing yourself to live this way? Why are you settling for this? Right? You have to take that look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable and say, why am I living this life I don't enjoy? Why am I creating things that I don't want in my life? Why am I attracting these things that I don't want to experience? That can be a tough pill to swallow, right? It can be a real big, it can be a real tough pill to swallow. But at the end of the day, it's a matter of how bad we want it, right? And I think that, you know, and where I want to create more of an empowerment is to remind each and every one of you that you create your own reality. You create your own universe. You create everything that is in this world and around that you interact with and deal with. Now, I understand it may not be the easiest, but you could say, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to get up, pack up my bags and move to a completely different city or part of town or even country or side of the world. Right. We can do those things. It would require a lot of self-accountability and a very big decision and quite honestly that may not be the best decision considering if you have like family kids so on and so forth right but ultimately we can make that choice we have the ability to create so much in our lives we have the ability to do and become so much more than we have led been led to believe so much more than we've been taught and so many people are experiencing that and that truth is coming to light now more than ever However, in order to live the life and to experience the things that we haven't, we have to do the things that we haven't done. Because if we were already doing the things to attract the life that we wanted, we would be there already. So in order to do that, we have to hold ourselves accountable. We have to make some changes, right? 
So if we're in a position where we don't want to be in this certain part of our life, in our life, whatever's in our life that we don't want, we got to hold ourselves accountable. And not only do we need to hold ourselves accountable, but we then need to take action, right? And create that change in our lives by creating that consistency that comes from that self-accountability. Now, I want to say this specifically to men, because as a man, as a black man, specifically growing up with no father, no biological father, the example of the father that was there was very piss poor and abusive and very toxic to say the least. So I, 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 I had to understand what it was to be a self-respecting upright man on my own, but also do it to the best of my ability. And with that being said, I had to have a lot of self-accountability and I had to develop that. I had to see all of the things that were around me and say, is that the type of life that I want? Is that the type of person that I want to be? Is it the type of journey that I wish to be on? And then when situations came up that could have diverted me back to that life I didn't want after I already made the choice not to go, I then had to have the self-discipline and restraint to not perform or engage in whatever behavior that was that would take me back there. So once again, it was about building that consistency. And men, when I say this, I say this wholeheartedly and I am calling you out. We need to do better and be better as the divine masculine, as human beings, as providers, as protectors, specifically for the divine feminine and for children. And it's up to us to do so. We, there, there are a great deal of kings and crowns within each and every one of us, but if we do not dig through the dirt and through the sludge and the mud, through all of that pain and childhood trauma and hurt and all of those other experiences that we've had, right? That emotional disconnect that we've had, the inability to express how we feel. If we don't work through that, we'll never see that crown. So I say this to you men more than anything. It's time to hold ourselves accountable. It's time to stick to our word. It's time to be exactly who we are and follow through on what we say. It's time for us to be about what we say we're about and to follow through with that with consistency, with discipline, and with conviction. It truly, you know, I was listening to this, um, to this speech, and it was by a gentleman, I want to say his name is like Inky, Inky or something different. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. But the main premise of this actual conversation, it is, it's uh, Inky Johnson, No Surrender, No Retreat. And I listened to this literally three to four times a week and men specifically if if you're listening to this and you want to find some motivation or some positive reinforcement for change if you want to find someone to help ignite that fire to keep you going to keep that self-discipline when you feel like you're low listen to this listen to this speech it's 15 minutes it's on youtube it's by inky johnson inky johnson and it's every man must search his own soul and there's a great story that talks about the movie 300 and it talks about him as a football player and it talks about his story. But most importantly, several things stuck out to me. And one of the most important things to me is that he said that you cannot be a great football player and suck as a father because the practices that you have on the football field are the same practices and consistency that you have in life. So if you're a bad father, 
you're a bad husband, you're a bad football player. Because how can someone rely on you on a football field when they can't rely on you in your household? That that was huge, right? He also said that a man is to call to be three things when he has a family, a priest, a protector, and a provider. Those three Ps, third before anything. You are to be God, move with God, move aligned with God. You are to protect that household, your cipher, all things in it, specifically your earth and seed. And you are to provide and be that sun, to be that warmth, to be that protection for them and guide them and not lead them astray. And in order to do that, you yourself cannot be led astray. You yourself cannot be someone who strays from that path. You have to have the self-accountability, the self-discipline, the consistency to move forward or else they won't follow you. So I say this once again to men, we need to, we need to figure this out. Whatever accountability you need to seek, whether it starts with therapy, Actually, yes, let's start with therapy. Let's start with going to therapy first, addressing these things in a much more safer environment because you have to understand, specifically with men, there is a very tough time when it comes to expressing emotion. And we know that, right? But over time, psychologically, the brain, when those neurons, when those synapses are inhibited for so long, it's very hard for them to grow back, if at all. So, understanding that there is an inner child within men that has not had a voice that has not been heard that has been raised to objectify and to personify and to see women as objects as things to own right as things in general that requires a lot of unconditioning so therapy first and foremost a safe environment with someone that you trust, with someone that you feel that you are connected to, that understands you. And if those resources are not available, find them. Have that self-discipline, have that self-accountability and find them. They are out there somewhere. For black men specifically, as a young black man, there is an app that is out there for black males specifically in therapy. There are health services. There are mental health practices and services that are free in the United States of America. For anywhere else that's listening around the world, there are mental health services and practices available to you in some form or fashion. They are there. They just need to be found. Now, I'm not saying if you can't find them, give up or that you're not looking hard enough. But what I am saying is Give yourself time and patience and do your best and look. Set that intention. The universe will move things around for you and will reward you with the things you want most. If you truly desire to change, the universe will meet you halfway. It will meet your efforts. It will meet your consistency. It will meet your discipline with rewards, with luck, with happenstance, with coincidence. All of these things that just happen to work in our favor will immediately happen for you so long as we are able to be consistent and have that self-accountability. Now, when it comes to creating the world that you desire, creating the world that you want, self-accountability is the most important aspect because you, as a creator, right, as, as who you are, you have a certain set of beliefs and rules that are in your life that you just have to stand by. Now, I'm not saying the ones that we've been taught 
right? About the US, about the world, about government, about politics. No, just about who you are as a human being, the things you like, the things you love, what interests you, you know, your music, what you believe in, all of these different things. What you believe is right and wrong, right? What you've been taught is right and wrong. There are things in life where we hold on to our values, how we want to be treated, how we want to feel, how we want, where, who we want to have around us, that, that type of energy. Those types of things as you grow, as you evolve, they continue to refine. They can start out messy at first or they can start out all over the place. But as you have that self-accountability and that self-discipline and consistency, you start to refine what that looks like for you. Now, as you're creating the life that you desire in the world around you, you have to have that self-discipline to stick to those things. Now, granted, they may change right throughout your life. As you get older, you become wiser, you have more experience, right? You're able to understand the world through different lenses, through talking with people, through experiencing different things. So they may change, but overall, you know, you know how you want to be treated. You know how you want to be respected. You know how you want to be loved and taken care of. You know how you wish to be greeted. You wish, you know how you wish to be spoken to, right? So those things aren't going to change. Now comes the self-discipline to stand on those things. Because when we meet the universe with an unrelenting desire to change with an unstoppable force or momentum to create that change, the universe has no other option but to give it to us, right? So when we really, really, really want something and we only have eyes for that, no matter what it is, a goal, a person, a home, uh, whatever it is, the universe will move things around for us. But the universe is also going to test us and we are going to be given obstacles, distractions to determine if this is what we really want, right? Now, why does that happen? Why is it that when you want something, things become a little tougher to get it? Ultimately, it's because things are being revealed and shown to you that are blocking you from it in the first place, right? When we want someone good for us, we're going to be shown either through people around us or through ourselves and our own behavior, the things that are holding us back from attracting that person, whether it's our thinking, our believing, the people we're allowing around us, whatever it is. When we want that car, that job, when we want that house, we are going to be shown the way that we're spending, the way that we're eating, the way that we're consuming, what our mindset is, what we're investing in energetically and time-wise, the things that are preventing us from getting there. That is, once again, what's being identified. That now we have the, comes in the self-accountability. We have the choice to make the changes that we need to get there and to, to create the things that we want. Then comes the self-discipline and consistency, right? To be that foundation, to drive us, to give us that momentum each and every day, to keep us going to get there. That is literally the formula. That is the formula to creating the things that we want and the things that we desire, right? We see what we want. We look for it. We focus on it. We desire it with our heart. We are revealed the things that will align us or no longer align us with getting there. And we make the choices to make the changes to either get there or to not get there. That's ultimately what it comes down to, right? And once again, going back to that video, that speech, Every man must search their own soul. And I want to change that to every person must search their own soul. Because especially as a man, 
right? We must search ourselves and ask what we stand for, what we are going to fall for, what our values are, what our pillars of our existence are, who we are as men. But also women have that desire too to create the life that they want and the things that they desire and live the way that they lead and live the life that they want. So they must search their own soul just as much as we do. And together we search our souls and create the foundation of the life that we want. And from that foundation, we attract each other into our lives to live better lives, to be the physical manifestation of our desires of change, to reinforce us and to show us every day what it is that life can look like when we choose to evolve, when we choose to be better, when we choose to be different. But we must search our own soul and see what we stand for in times of turbulence, in times of change in times that are tough in times where we really have to hunker down and put in the work and get it out the mud that's when your self accountability is going to be challenged most that's when that self-discipline is challenged most right so once again how bad do you want it but more importantly don't you deserve it it doesn't have to be this like right and and i and, it, and it's kind of even like a, a lighter way of expressing that is right don't you deserve to be better don't you deserve to have a better life don't you deserve to be surrounded by people who genuinely care and love you to be at a job that you're respected and appreciated to have a home that you feel safe and comforted in to have a car that you love and enjoy to have a life and all things in it that you are truly proud of and find worthwhile aren't you worthy of that so we need to hold ourselves accountable to be able to create that we need to hold ourselves accountable to create that change we need to be open to the people around us who want the better for us and are showing us the things that we need to change so that we can become better, so that we can learn, so that we can grow, so that we can expand. But most importantly, we owe it to ourselves to be accountable to ourselves for who we are, what we stand for, and what we believe in. I wanted this episode more than anything to empower each and every one of you. To, hold, to better hold yourselves accountable for yourself, for others, for your children. Because once again, especially with kids, we lead by example with them. And I don't care if you have kids or not. I don't have kids. I see the world's kids as my kids, right? Like if I see a little kid that's out there, he's struggling, I'm going to treat you just like my son or my little brother. Like that's what it is. We're here to, we should protect children, bottom line. As adults, we are here to protect this future generation. It is our job, no matter if we have kids or not to protect children. So with that being said, we have a responsibility to the future generations to also practice a stronger self-accountability and to hold ourselves disciplined and be consistent to show them what it takes and what life can be like and how great life can be when you hold yourself accountable, when you're a healed person, when you are on the journey of healing, when you are becoming better, when you are the master of your world when you are the creator of your universe we owe that to them and they deserve to see that i love you all i wish you peace and blessings love and light each and every day i wish you empowerment i wish you peace i wish you healing but most importantly i wish you the strength to hold yourself accountable to be self-disciplined to be consistent men more importantly i ask you 
I, I truly, truly challenge and ask you, it's time to hold yourself accountable. And I'll be right there holding myself accountable too. Trust me, I'm not perfect. I make my mistakes and have my issues too as a man. But as a man, I'm going to accept them, stand on them, and know that in order for me to create change and to attract the life that I want, I must take control of my life. I must seek out the change that I wish to be, and I must create the change that I wish to live in. And I must hold myself accountable. Because without self-accountability, without the foundation for standing for something, we will fall for anything. These messages are truly guidance to help you, help you grow, help you expand, evolve, and become the best versions of yourself each and every day. Peace and blessings. Ashe.